This week on Invasion of the Podcast, RIP BPRD. We interview Christina Nichols about what it takes to be a voice actor and make Joe jealous with all the cool Star Wars stuff. And we honor Bill Paxton to see if Paul knows his game overs. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People offer attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, where we're trying to take over the world one listener at a time. I am Paul. I don't know what cool thing to say about voice acting. Stedman, and to my left is Joe. He just has a better voice than I do, Peters. <laughs> I don't know. Do I? <laughs> I don't do know. I have the radio voice? Do you have the radio voice? I do you like uh, weather on the tens? We go whatever? to uh we go to trivia every Thursday night. And um this uh was I think it's called Last Call Trivia that hosts it up at the Richland in Lakewood. And um, we decided to venture out to Platform Brewery on Lorraine uh, Monday, like a week ago or so. Uh, and, and they do it there, too. And it wasn't the same experience because yeah. the I don't know why the guy that we have at the Richland, he's got he just has this game show voice like it just that does make it. That does it make does. the trivia because yeah. if you have someone that's having fun and it's professional. It just makes it a better experience because yeah, yeah, just his delivery and just it, it's very, very Chuck Woolery and and not you know this other guy that was doing it at platform like he wasn't bad or anything. It was just so it was kind of funny because I was like, man, I, I'm like I can't go back to the platform. Well, it's like there's the the, the geeks who drink thing that the that various places. Yeah, do. they do that at the side quest. Yeah, and it's like and some of the hosts there have been they've been quite fine, but there's yeah. other times where it's like I understand this is a prepackaged list of questions that you're presenting. And it's like, I got to have fun you, with it. Yeah. Like, I, I really want to do trivia. Yeah. Like I need to find an outlet for trivia. Cause like, I mean, I don't mean do it like, like playing trivia. I want like, to host, host trivia. trivia. Like yeah. I, I think it would be fun. Cause I like answering the questions and seeing what people put down. Like one of my favorite things, like whenever we don't know what the answers are, um, like there was one, I, I want to say like a couple weeks ago, it was a, uh, it was like a food question. It was about a Chinese dish or something that had like a, uh, a connection to a book. And like we're all sitting there, and we're just like, uh, I I don't know. And then like, <laughs> so I wrote down, fine, green eggs and General Tso's chicken. So I turned that in, and like, just, just I see, love yeah. coming up with the most ridiculous wrong answers. I would just like tell people they're wrong. I just want to just be, I just want to be in an area in which I could be like, I'm sorry, that's the wrong answer. By the way, I'm not sorry, and just be like, just go back, read a book, you know. Uh, no, but you're right. It does it does make a difference. Um, but I, I don't know who has the better better voice. So I'm sure if we both host a trivia, it'd be it'd be a good time. Um, I just want to mention briefly here uh, before we get to the news from proper last night, we, the power went out here for about 45 minutes to an hour. This, we got, got home from work, just sat down, just about to watch some TV power went out. So I'm like, oh. great. Like, what are you going to do? Monopoly. <laughs> we, yeah. We did do Monopoly, but because I have a handy dandy tablet that has data on it. So I'm like, we're just going to watch a movie. And I hooked up the Bluetooth speaker, set it on the coffee table. We're just going to watch Netflix. Look at that. So we don't need no electricity. What was the movie that I decided to watch oh. that I was like, you know, there's no power and I have no other options. What we're going to watch. Pitch black. That, that would have been perfect actually. Or, oh. uh, was it don't breathe? Whatever that is. Is that the one with the home invasion that was in recently that had, uh, 
anyway, anyway, or Lights Out. That's another one. Uh-huh. Um, I watched Sausage Party because I was like, it was on oh, Netflix no. recently. And I've been waiting to talk to you about this because yeah, I, like, I watched it. Man, that is just a dumpster fire of a movie. Uh-huh. Like, it is not, like, and, and you, just, I you, mean, don't cash in vulgarity for comedy. And that's what all this was was vulgarity yeah. that was trying to make jokes. And there was a couple bits here and there. I was like, there were a few ah, bits eh, that I kind of you know. laughed at, yeah. But um, it, yeah. it, like that end scene with the food orgy, was kind of like, I don't know why this is happening, but okay. No, well, see, you told me about that, and that didn't. This did, that's not a spoiler. It doesn't ruin the movie. It was all the violence that happened right before that, when the food realized that it could fight back and kill the humans. And just just the amount of this carnage that happens, it wasn't funny. It was like very off-putting because it's like it's supposed to be it's a vulgar animated movie in which food talks. Which wait, food talks, non-perishable items talk, other objects talk. Why doesn't every object talk? Right. Like you know, if know a roll of toilet paper is. could speak, why can't the coffee table talk? Why can't the right. individual hairs on the carpet talk? Why can't the shoe? Like it's just none of it. I get this supposed to be a cartoon. You're not supposed to think too hard about it. None of the rules ever ever made sense at any given point in time in this movie. Um, and it was just the whole thing was like, can we just be gross with something? And, and you that, probably just uh, well, probably just got to be super high to watch it. <laughs> I don't like this excuse to enjoy a movie though. Like, I, like Pineapple know, Express was like okay. That, yeah, I, I guess. But like Pineapple Express was okay until they got to the point where like every scene was an improv of everything. Yeah. Um, even this is the end. I enjoyed that movie immensely more than this. And it had a lot of that kind of, all right, we're just going to take a sidetrack here and be stupid for a second and have Jonah rape, Jonah, Jonah rape, Jonah Hill get raped by the devil. And that was like supposed to be like comedy. And it's like, oh, that was awkward. Let's go back to something else. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It just, it felt like they knew that if they, if they got this together enough and it was polished enough that people would be like, oh, it's an R rated, like animated movie. We'll get, we'll go watch that. And it felt like this, the biggest cash grab just for people just to sit around a mic and make like lewd jokes. Yeah. And I agree. I, it, like, so I'm sorry you had to watch it. Well, I it just, it, <laughs> I, I, well, I, it was my choice, right? And just and everybody like you didn't much care for it. Other people I've talked to said, "Oh, it was pretty good." Like, there's been like varying degrees of like re- recommendation and not. Yeah. And Mary has a really low bar for what she'll like and what she doesn't like in terms of like it doesn't take much for her to be like, you know what? Yeah, I see problems with it, but I liked it. She was mad at the end of that movie. She's like, "What did we just watch?" She's like, "It doesn't make sense." Yeah. And for Mary to be out and out frustrated and pissed off about a movie that says something about the movie. Like and I so I just wanted to mention that the only time I'll ever watch Sausage Party again is in the middle of a power outage and that's the only option that we have. <laughs> so anyway, that's right. that. So let's get to the news. Good news, everyone. Just want to give credit I, to Joe for pressing buttons. I'm in charge of the buttons today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got promoted to buttons. Yeah. Um, it's been about a year. You know, maybe, uh, maybe he maybe, interned for a little bit as buttons. Yeah, I, maybe, weird. maybe after another year, you know, I might move up to lettuce. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I feel like we should make a new news bump that has bad news because there's been nothing but bad news lately. I know, right? Every time like, we're like, good news, it's like not good news. Three weeks with bad news stories. Um, yeah. So what? What? Are we, what's the first? first the first thing is, uh, is it's the, officially confirmed that Hellboy yeah. three is never going to happen. Yeah. And which uh, is super heartbreaking. Like, yeah, God, talk about like a movie that like I don't want I don't want to say it's a cult movie, but it, it's just one of those movies. Like, if you're a fan of anything, 
uh, sci-fi fantasy. Like you probably like Hellboy. Well, that I don't know anybody who doesn't like the Hellboy movies. In light of how successful superhero movies are now, yeah, and how it was kind of before that, it was before its time as a superhero movie. Yeah, and it's like you feel like the um, that you could probably string together the finances to make this third movie. Mm-hmm. And and like finish because like not that you need not that you need a third movie but it does kind of leave an open ended bit with uh, Hellboy leaving the BPRD and also the prophecy that was supposed to be hinted at that he is going to be destroy the world and he's also now has like you know a girlfriend with like twins or something like yeah. so it's like is he going to be a family man or is he going to be destroyer of worlds we don't know yeah. but it'll probably be zany you know and I mean to say what you want I know the comics are kind of some they're. The stories are decent, and the, the art, is, you said, and I feel the way the art, like... Uh, Magnolia has his own style, and he has his own world. I'm not the biggest fan of Magnolia's artwork. That's just I me. agree with you on Other that. people like it. Yeah, and but it's, it is... The, the, the cool thing about his artwork is it's iconic enough that you only recognize it with Hellboy, because I don't really think he's done a lot of other stuff. He did X-Force when I first saw him, and it was... I'm oh, sorry, New Mutants. I'm sorry. That was New Mutants we took over. It had, like, Strong Guy and Wolfsbane. And all of them. Oh, you know like, what? Yeah. I think I vaguely remember. Peter Strong David wrote like wrote the, like, at the time, and I just I liked the stories. I wasn't a big fan of the artwork. Again, how many comic books have I published? None that you guys have read. I can tell you that. Like yeah. I have secret ones that I write myself. No, but but Hellboy as a comic and the movie is is awesome. Like, and it's 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 kind of and also Guillermo del Toro working on that is also sad that you know you know we're not going to get any more Hellboy stuff from him. Yeah, and and Ron Perlman is the perfect. And he's, yeah, and he's and campaigning just, for it too. You know, he yeah. was definitely, he definitely wanted to do it. I, so I feel like either what they need to do now is if it's never going to happen is either give us a graphic novel set in that Hellboy anime, like cinematic universe yeah. written with Del Toro. And because even though, because the Hellboy in the regular comics is different than the one, like it's a different vibe than the movies. And, yeah. And Magnolia, gave, that's another thing too. Like I have to give Magnolia uh, like props because he was like, this isn't mine. This is the movie version. And he was able to separate the two and still and still have creative input, but not be like, "This is my baby. You can't change it." You mm-hmm. know, and I like that a lot. But either do something like that, or do it animated, like CG. Like give us like something. Well, they I did. Think, like, they they did two Hellboy, two Hellboy animated movies. Uh, either in between one and two or right after two. You're right. I forgot about those. Where everybody did their voice, you know, like yeah. uh, Selma Blair and Ron Perlman did the character voices. So. Yeah, and I don't think, I mean, even, even if you did, like, what they what they do now where they have those um those motion, not motion blur, like those graphic. Yeah, like, it's like moving comics a little bit. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Give yeah. me one of those with Perlman voicing it and give me give me an ending. And I think that would be awesome. Like, yeah. I mean, if we're not going to get a movie, because uh, the Golden Army is a really good movie. Like yeah, I love the Golden Army, um, and it's just fun and it's awesome. And even with freaking uh, Peter Griffin in it, he does a really good job. Yeah, as uh, the the I always German forget, gas doctor. I always forget he's the that that's uh, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, and he, he plays it pretty straight too, and it's great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so that's that's sad. Uh, other much more sad news. Yeah, um, Bill Paxton, as you all guys are aware, uh, passed away at age sixty one just a couple of days ago. Very shocking. Um, you know, everyone's going to start shaking their fists at 2017 as Pretty well. Soon, yeah, yeah. Um, he just ran. He just had a run on Agents of Shield for the second season. Was he in? The, it was first end of the first season. End of the first yeah. season. Um, but I mean, everybody knows him from like Twister, Aliens, Terminator, Predator Two. Uh, he holds the coveted title of being o- the only person. Uh, I'm sorry, person actor to be killed by a Predator, Terminator, and Alien. So. Well, Lance Hendrickson, I think. In Alien vs. Predator got killed by a Predator as well. 
So I think he might. Oh, does yeah, he? I think so. I can't remember, but yeah, he he's one of he's a rare. If he, if he's not the only one, he's one of two. You know what? You're <laughs> right. He did get killed by the predator because he played uh, the researcher that was behind. No, the no, making. no. He played um, Wayland, didn't he? Yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't whatever. remember his first name. I hate those movies. But anyway, um, yeah, the Alien versus Predator. Movies, I remember not Alien or Predator. I remember he. Uh, like the predator wasn't gonna kill him because he's dying. Like, yeah. like I remember he's attacking the predator to stop him from attacking the other people, and the predator grabs him and he does his little predator scan. And he's just like, ah, oh, this dude's dying. He's like, I'm not gonna. Waste like, it's not time. an honorable kill. Yeah, and yeah. then he turns around and and like uh, I think Lance Henderson hits him with like a flare gun or something, and it hurts, and he's just like, all right, now I gotta put you down. <laughs> so you're right. He yeah. he's been killed by. Wait, yeah, he was. Was he killed by the Terminator? What Lance Henderson in the first Terminator? Did he get killed? Um, yeah, I think so. Bill Paxton, he was the street punk. Thing. Well, I know he was yeah. a street punk, but and and uh, Lance Hendrickson was the um, the detective. Yeah, I think he died. I you know why did I even bring this up? I probably need to research this further. But anyway, Bill, right. Bill Paxton's we're dead. Not get Lance Hendrickson. Answer. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure find it out. Answers. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna, not fake news. We're going to crack down and get <laughs> you an answer. Uh, but Bill Paxton passed away. This one, this one gets me. I know we've we've, we've talked about before how appreciate the person and what they've done yeah and they'll always like they'll always be there'll always be tombstone there's always going to be this right this one just gets me for oh, some God, reason tombstone yeah right um like because it's just he was still doing things and still being bill paxton and i know he knows he was loved like i feel like if we would have saw, saw him on the street and be like it's bill paxton he'd be like that's right that's me and he would probably high five us right, and, and yeah. talk to us for a minute that would have been awesome like, he's and, a I think he's like there's a lot of there's a lot of actors and celebrities that you feel like if you approach them it's a little intimidating. I feel like he would be not be one of those no. people. Like you could approach him and he's just like happy to meet fans. Because I think he also was happy to have the success yeah. he had. Um, two things I'll mention. One, uh, I ended up having to watch Club Dread that night because of him playing <laughs> Coconut Pete, and I just love it because he's Pina not the main character. Yeah, but he he, he does enough oh, there, like man. where he gets mad at the girl asking for Margaritaville, <laughs> and there's a bit where he yells at the, the cooking staff about something. He takes a head of lettuce and just chucks it at a wall out of anger, and it's so much fun. Oh God, um, I forgot about club dread yeah uh, that's oh, a fun man. movie um and then i also want to mention was it a couple years ago they at the, at the capitol theater they had a midnight showing of weird science mm-hmm. and mary had never seen it before and that was just one of those movies that it was fun to see in the theater and even though chet wasn't a very big character in the film he definitely informed like the the jerk older brother yeah and yeah so gone too soon again yeah. but we appreciate Everything we appreciate what he's done, done. Yeah. yeah so um that, that sucks you know, 61 was in that uh, training day TV series that was on CBS like now. And it's like, what do you do? You know, yeah. so do you, do you get Bill Pullman to come in and fill in the role now to finish out? Sure the series? A lot of people get them mixed up. Yeah. I, I mean, do you think Bill Pullman had anything to do with this? I don't think so. He's like, there could only be one bill. That's <laughs> yeah. Highlander. Yeah. Um, all right. Enough about that. Uh, all right. I just want to I want to grouse for a second. Uh, Oscars were this weekend. I cannot pretend to be uh, hoity-toity and say that I've watched the movies because I, I really didn't. Joe saw Arrival. I have not watched it yet. I mean to. Was Arrival up for an Oscar? Best Picture. Really? Yeah. We'll have to talk about that. I want to watch it. All right. I, I, I know. I, I watched Sausage Party instead. It tells you how, like where I'm at in my headspace. Anyway. Uh, Suicide Squad is an Oscar winner now versus the other superhero movies that came out last right. year versus all the other movies that came out last year. Suicide Squad has an Oscar. It's for best makeup and hair design. I've seen the articles. Like everybody's raving about it. Just, I feel like it's like 
like superhero culture just kind of was just or not culture but like you know any of the geeks that are like oh we got an oscar i'm like well let's not forget about heath ledger and like everybody's just kind of like running around super excited about this i've seen so many articles and it's like it's for makeup and hair like <laughs> like i mean it's, I, that's important and it does help it, it, makeup it and does, hair should, it, it should not be discounted I'm not trying to discredit the people because, I mean, there are a lot of people in Hollywood and, and they definitely, those movies wouldn't be made without those people, especially. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like if a superhero movie had an Oscar, even if, God, even if Spider-Man won an Oscar, I'd still just kind of be like, but it's a superhero movie. But what if Spider-Man won an Oscar for like best actor in a movie, Spider-Man as Spider-Man? As Spider-Man, yeah. he better damn well because he's playing himself, but... <laughs> No, I just, I don't know. I feel like superhero movies are there for outside the realm of the Oscars. I don't feel like being a superhero movie fan or even a fan of superheroes, I don't need any type of validation from the Academy Awards to let me know that I like this movie. So it doesn't matter to me. Like, And that could just, you know, people could look at that as be like, well, Joe, you don't like DC. I'm like, that has nothing to do with it. But Yeah, I, just, I feel like with this one, though, it's like, it's just odd because uh, you look at the, the superhero movies that came out last year, and things that weren't even nominated for like effects and everything else. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, how did they, how did this one end up in that? And yeah. I don't, and there was only three nominees. Like there was still space for two other ones. They didn't some, bother. But like, here's the thing. Some of the times when I feel like they do these nominees for some of these categories, they just kind of are just like, just like, Oh, we need, we need something to fill this. You know yeah. what I mean? And I mean, I'm not, I'm really not trying to discredit the, the people who won Oscars for suicide squad, but I'm really just trying to tell everybody to calm down. Like the people that are just like so excited that a superhero movie won an Oscar. Yeah, I mean, I also find it funny that Batman vs Superman didn't get nominated, but Suicide Squad won the Oscar. Right. So anyway, well, then, just, then there was that whole thing during the Golden Globes where it's like we got to get we got to get Deadpool into the Oscars. I'm like, then that would just be a fiasco in my mind. Like I don't know. There was there was nine Best Picture nominees, so you could have had a tenth, and it could have been Deadpool. Yeah. And I still think Deadpool could have qualified for like best visual effects for the budget and how they pulled it off. Yeah. I think that there was actually a case for that and for best adapted screenplay. I think that movie, you could have argued, you could have. But best adapted it, yeah. screenplays, yeah, not bad, yeah. Yeah, but. Um, and, and Tim Miller for a director. Come on, best director of, a, yeah. All right. <laughs> I want. I just wanted Deadpool to be nominated for everything. That's all. <laughs> Even like best female actress. Everything. You know, everything. As Deadpool. As right, Deadpool. So. All right, uh, last thing we're going to mention here, uh, Aliens Covenant, sorry, Alien, not Aliens. Alien. Alien Covenant, the new trailer's up, and oh my gosh, it blew my mind, and I'm not usually one to get overly excited for trailers. I don't know. This what one makes me excited. I don't know what to do with this, honestly, because like I was so excited for Prometheus, and I did not like Prometheus. I, you ever have buyer's remorse with a movie where... Like you go and buy the ticket and you're like, and you come out saying, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then you wake up the next totally day being like, do. why, why did, why I, did I feel like that? Like that. I, yeah, it's Ridley Scott doing a movie that was sci-fi. So I was really excited for Prometheus and there's a lot about Prometheus. that's awesome. But there's also a lot that there's problems with the thing with Prometheus. It would have been an amazing, another amazing Ridley Scott movie if it had nothing to do with the alien franchise. Yeah. And I just was like sitting there the whole time, like, you know, with with my with my face hugger hat on and my alien T shirt and my little like, flamethrower, like, like fa face hugger hat is that was actually a hat with a face hugger on, yeah. or it was just or it was just a face hugger no, that was, you wore as a hat. It was a hat that slowly he, kept trying to slide down I the entire like, time. You're like, no, no. <laughs> he kept trying to slip down. And I'm I was like, like Gary, get, Gary, just get back up there. Eat some popcorn. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Wraps his tail around the box and crushes it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah anyway. a mess. People so, are staring. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, I, I, I want to be really excited about this. Like I, I texted you. I was like, the trailer looks good. Looks good. It gives me the chills. It gives me, I don't want to be in a corridor right now. Yeah. Are there any corridors in my house? I'm not talking about hallways. I did like, not want to be in those. Do you run out of the shower now out of terror that you're just like, I don't know what's behind that curtain. It could be, could be the rest of the bathroom or it could be a xenomorph. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Z, like it just, it looks, it, it looks good. Um, there is an alien ship that's crashed on this planet in the trailer. I wonder if it's the same one for yeah. Prometheus. I feel like it is. I, I hope they, I hope they do a good job of connecting the two and I don't need like a, a direct, like sequel, but I want to know really what happened. Like, you know, she was trying to go to the architects yeah. at the end of the movie. Maybe she didn't get there. Maybe she got to that planet. Yeah. We don't you know. know. Yeah. Um, they even talk about like the wheat, how there's wheat there. Mm-hmm. I mean, did she plant that wheat? You know, is you know, I can't remember Naomi uh, Rapace. Rapace, I think that's yeah. Uh, the girl with the alien tattoo. Yeah, the girl, the girl with the alien tattoo. Uh, the most amazing C-section ever. <laughs> okay, what, say what you want about Prometheus. <laughs> that scene. That is just that is messed up, dude. I'll never. I every time a couple of my coworkers that were pregnant, I remember was like, "Hey, have you ever seen Prometheus?" <laughs> and like, no, and I'm like, "I'm gonna show you this scene." Doesn't uh, that make you so excited for the miracle? Of I life? was uncomfortable during that scene. I was no. just like, nope, no, no. squid yeah. baby trying to kill you. Yeah, um, um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna go see it for sure. I'm excited that it's gonna reboot the Alien franchise. The only thing, the the one thing I'm kind of like really not agitated by, but like it kind of is like like squashing Blowcamp's Alien. Yeah, I mean, and I well, really want that more than Covenant, even you, though Ridley Scott's doing Covenant. You want Alien? You want Alien Five? I want Alien Five. Yeah. I want. I, I want, do too. Actually. I want more Ripley. I love Scorny Weaver. Like, yeah, I, I, I know. I mean, sober up, Michael Bean. Like, just CGI. Well, he's him. fine now. Like, you know, like I don't you know, know what's he been doing. Just he's Nothing. fine hanging out with Casper. He's Mandy. fine. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. He's been hanging out with Johnny Ringo, whatever his name. Yeah. Not Johnny Ringo. What was his name? On, uh Johnny oh. Ringo's from Tombstone. That, that, that uh, is that is Michael Bean. But what was uh, uh, jo- uh, what's his last name from Starship Troopers? Yeah, it was Johnny. So Johnny something. Rico. Rico. Yeah, Ringo R- and Rico. Rico's roughness. That, no, that's yeah. that's a show I'd watch. Rico where, and Ringo. Yeah, where they're just like washed up like Space Marines, <laughs> and they go around to tell everybody how things used to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, Alien Five would be interesting to me. I mean, if it's handled right, I think Blowcamp could handle it right. Yeah. However, I think Covenant looks like it's going to be interesting. <laughs> Danny McBride wearing a cowboy hat is the most sci-fi tropey thing I could think of right, right now, though. Where when it's I saw, like, I'm I, in deep space, but I'm yeah, wearing a cowboy hat. When I saw that cowboy hat, I was just like, "Up, oh, there's a cowboy hat." Yeah. I was like, "At least they put that in there." Oh, what are you going to put next? Like a little drinky bird on the dash, so yeah. everyone knows that there's turbulence coming. Like anyway, so water dripping into cups. Yeah, I'm excited for it. So far, it, it has my attention. And and everybody knows on the show here how how much I love the Alien franchise, and it would be good to get one that just knocks out of the park that I can see in the theaters or grown up, because I um, I saw the first Alien vs Predator in the theater. I didn't see the other other Alien films in the theater, and I feel like that's a you know it's because I was a little too young uh, for that. I saw Alien Three Forward. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, no I didn't even see. I, I didn't see Resurrection. I, I saw the Resurrection in yeah. the theater. I didn't see Three. I think I was. I think I was thirteen. I remember. I I remember when my dad brought Alien Three home from the video store. I was so excited. Yeah, like I was so ready to because like I saw the first Aliens movie when I was a kid, and it wasn't scary to me. But it was just kind of I was I didn't you know as like a kid there wasn't any action you know you you crave that yeah as a kid. And then when I saw um, Cameron's Alien, 
Aliens, I was it was like a whole nother level. I was like, oh yeah, these are so cool now because you have space marines and there's a power loader. So yeah, no, that's it's that's my favorite. Like I yeah. whenever I was debating between what movie to watch for Bill Paxton, like I told Mary, I was like, we either watch Club Dread this ninety minutes or the director's cut of Aliens, which is two hours, two and a half hours. She's like, Club Dread's fine. I'm like, okay, fine, because I would have watched <laughs> Aliens in a heartbeat. Like I, I, I love that movie. That always kind of ends up happening with me too. I always pick like something I really, really want to watch, <laughs> and I'm like, or we could watch this. Oh, you want to watch the other one? Okay. <laughs> Why did I offer that one? All right. Anyway, so uh, enough about that. And now for our feature presentation. <laughs> segue that in better and I just like and now or you could have been like now we're gonna get to i didn't you're you're running the board right now i'm confused at, at life so i didn't know what you wanted to do yeah uh now we we, we interviewed uh, christina nichols uh talking about being a voice actor and and all the cool things that she does really really fun interview thanks to her again i had a lot of talk, fun yeah to talking it, to us i always love talking to people that are passionate about the same thing we are and yeah it was really cool, especially because it's her job. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like we do this for fun. Like we have I day mean, jobs. Yeah, I, I would, I would love to, to do this as a job. And yeah, if anybody wants to hire me and Paul yeah. as hosts, please uh, contact us. <laughs> well, we'll come to your house. We'll narrate your life. At gmail.com. Yeah, right. So anyway, enough about that. Let's let's uh, we'll we'll uh, let you guys hear our interview with Christina, and then um, we have a fun game when we get done with that. So, all right. And we are honored to have uh, Christina Nichols with us on Invasion of the Podcast. So thank you again for, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, and so I, we just kind of want to start by asking, like, so you are doing voice acting. How does one get in to voice acting? Oh, man. You know, I'm sure there's probably a really um, a, a really good way to get into it. Um, I hadn't. I had none of that experience. I actually started out as doing independent films in Massachusetts where I grew up and I lived up until four months ago. And um, voice acting literally fell into my lap. Um, it started with um, a friend who was doing a, um, a college uh, movie for something. He, he needed a, um, oddly enough, he needed a, um, a voiceover for a whale in the, in the uh <laughs> video. So I was the voice of an orca, which is actually a dolphin, but I won't get into that. But um, so he actually needed me for that. And then, you know, I did podcasts um, before um, and I did a little bit of voice acting with that. And then people started recommending me to friends and they're like, wow, this girl's really good. And she has a really unique voice. You really need to get. And I'm like, whoa, okay. So I have no idea how to professionally go into it, of getting an agent and all that. It literally just fell into my lap. So I mean, I'm psyched though because at, at this point I'm doing Star Wars stuff, and that's amazing. That's the dream. So okay, so you're saying to recommend everybody out there just uh, voice a whale or, or dolphin, yes. talk to some friends, and then you do Star Wars stuff. That seems like that's <laughs> a pretty effective. You can go from orca to Star Wars like that. I mean, I've been doing I it wrong this entire yeah, time. I never would have thought whales would have been the gateway to Star Wars. <laughs> Hey, you know, I mean, I, I never knew it, but, um, uh, you know, I sit corrected because that's exactly what happened. If anything, I thought it would have been the gateway to Star Trek. Yeah. 
Yes. Talking to spaceships, pretending you know yeah. the world whales, destroyed. Whales can talk to spaceships. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so you you said you are doing Star Wars things. Are you at liberty to talk about what those things are? Um, um actually yes actually um the ones that I the one that I just worked on was a completely non-profit um free to watch on YouTube kind of project. Um so that one was just um the next one is actually I the only thing I could say about the next one is that it is um a film about Revan. Um so that is going to be super exciting for me. Um I love all the backstory for Star Wars. Um but the one that I just did um, was actually with, I believe um, you pronounce his name, Darth Icy. And um, you can actually find that on YouTube. And um, it, I played Bastila, who was, um, who was voiced in the Knights of the Old Republic video game by Jennifer Hale, who's amazing. Um, so they needed somebody to sound like her. And then at the last minute, their Captain Yari, um, something happened where she couldn't do it. And I needed to be a completely different person for that. So that was really interesting. And those two parts are side by side. So you sort of see me go from Bastila to Yari, you know, within a frame. So it was really an interesting project to work on. Well, I'm just excited that you mentioned Jennifer Hale because yeah. like, she's like, I, I love everything Jennifer Hale does. So that you said that, I got really excited there for a I second. I feel like so. if I was in voice acting and somebody like was like, hey, you sound kind of like Jennifer Hale. Or, well, maybe not me, but <laughs> if somebody compared me to somebody like Jennifer Hale, I'd be like, wow, that's so cool. I get Yeah, to, that's amazing. So um, Yeah. You have no idea what an honor that was. I actually tweeted a few years ago about how I wanted to be Jennifer Hale when I grew up. And it was like, for somebody to be like, yeah, you could totally pull that off. It was like, oh, awesome. Just Thank you. Go around <laughs> tell everybody you're Commander Shepard and people will believe you. Yeah. You'll probably get a bunch of free stuff that way. It'd be amazing. <laughs> right? That would be amazing. So, yeah, that was that was definitely like that was a huge honor that people actually, you know, put that kind of faith in me um, to do that. So I was I was really psyched about that. Um, so yeah, that, that's actually, um, if you guys want to know the name of it, it's actually Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, and, uh, it's episode, I believe it was episode 4, um, Knights in the Darkness Part 2. So that's, that's the one where you can hear me as Bastila and, um, and Captain Yari. And you can, you can kind of, it's funny, even the people who did it were like, we really couldn't tell the difference between you and Jennifer Hale, because hers is at the beginning, mine is at the end. So we're kind of, we're in, um, we're in hollow vids, so you can't really... You know, there's a little bit of a of a masking there where there might be a little leeway, but um, but I got a, re- a lot of really good um, compliments on it, which of course was completely humbling for me because she's amazing. Though that's that's some really good cred that if people are like like Joe said comparing you to yeah. that, then that's a uh, yeah. I would I would I would make sure everybody knew that. Plus, <laughs> I, uh, plus playing Bastila too. Like I, I always I thought Bastila was one of my favorite characters from the Old Republic. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was amazing. And I, in this one, I only have a few lines. Um, like I said, it was just a hollow vid, but, um, I know that they mentioned something about, um, doing more in the future where they would love to have me in place of, you know, Jennifer Hale for Bastila. So that's, that is another huge compliment and a, and a, a wonderful thing to look forward to. So is there a star Wars line delivery way, meaning that like, like star Wars has its own, like you watch it and you hear dialogue, you're like, that's star Wars. Like, is there something that they kind of say, this is the Star Wars way of saying this dialogue um, in the way that, you know, not enunciation, but definitely the dialogue's very, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's, it's Star Wars. It has its own vibe to it. Yeah, it really does. And I think that, I think that um, knowing that I am such a humongous Star Wars fan, that they probably omitted that part of like, hey, you know, you might want to deliver your lines like this because they probably just, you know, just figured that I was going to deliver the lines, 
because I'm such a huge Star Wars fan um, in the way that they would um, most likely be delivered. I do get enunciation charts and things like that, like pronunciation charts and everything. Um, like sometimes there's um, there's another um, Star Wars project that I'm working on with Lion's Mouth Entertainment, and they actually always give me a pronunciation chart. And it's like, he's like, you probably don't need this, though. So they always kind of preface it with, you probably already know this, but... So, but there is definitely, I know exactly what you're talking about. There is definitely a way to deliver those lines. And I think it really depends on if you're, if you're playing light side or dark side. So with Bastila, it's, it, you know, I deliver my lines one way and more of a, um, in more of a light side way, if you will. And then, you know, Captain Yari was, um, one of the bad guys. She's actually the captain to the emperor and, um, and so her lines were delivered in a completely different way. And I have to tell you, I love delivering dark side lines so much more than light side. They are so much more fun to do. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you know my friend Joe here. He's pro dark side and pro I am Seth. pro dark side. We've, yes. Yeah, I've, yes. I've had a couple of uh, of uh, games on the show where, where I've done PR work for the Sith. So. Yeah, so uh, he will always try to convince me that the dark side's better, and I will always, I, I will always disrespectfully disagree. disagree you know? Well, I'm trying to stick to it and uh, post something uh, Empire-like for the entire month of March because it's Imperial March. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, yes, that's amazing. I actually have. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen any of my photos or anything, but I actually have a Sith symbol tattooed on my forearm, and uh, it's actually surrounded by the Horde symbol from World of Warcraft. So yeah. it's kind of like. Two one. That's, that's another but, thing. I don't yeah. know if you know my friend Joe. He's very pro Horde, <laughs> and I'm very much pro Alliance. And somehow we function. Yeah, I don't know how that we, is. We were just discussing this before the show because. Uh, <laughs> oh, no kidding. Yeah, I I I, I trip back into WoW for like a month or so, and I've been on the Alliance side. And I told Paul literally before we started, I was like, God, I miss the Horde, but you know, I I, I want to play with you know on the, the game with you, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, so, and it's tough. It's yeah, tough when you have is. friends on the ally side. <laughs> yeah, because you know it's, it's you're always going to be divided. You'll you'll be friends, but you'll just never be together. You know. Uh, so, but yeah. with, with that tattoo you're mentioning, so it sounds like that, like you. Uh, so the not the not bad guys because Joe argued the horde's not bad guys, and I'll disagree with him. Um, <laughs> but that seems like uh, like obviously the horde and the uh, and the empire kind of put together. Like, so do you like? Is it your dream to to voice like? more of the aggressor, more of the person with uh, the sinister side or the, you know, moral ambiguity? Because it seems like it'd be fun to play the bad guy. It really is. And it's so funny because I actually just attended the um, the Doctor Who convention in, um, in Los Angeles um, a few weeks back. And it's so funny because everybody that was on stage for the um, panels, they all said the same thing. And it was so funny as a voice actor. It, I, I just really... I really had to agree with them when every single one of them said it's so much more fun to play the bad guy. And and again, I agree with Joe that, you know, the Horde and the Sith, the Empire, are not the bad guys. I think it's misunderstood. <laughs> but I, I feel like playing when I played Captain Yari, it was like it was a last minute thing. It was literally the night before the lines were due. He was like, Oh my God, I really need these on a rush. Can you help me? And when I did, I was like, all right, yeah, absolutely. Cause I never turned down a voiceover, especially for star Wars. And I, at that point had never played really a bad guy before. And so when I was doing them, it was like, this isn't even, I mean, it's not work anyway. Cause I love voiceovers, but it was like, if there were any amount of work to go into it, it was just, it was so much fun to do. So I definitely would love to play. And I think I have more of the smoky voice where I could play the bad guys more. 
Um, so I think that kind of works out with, you know, having fun and having like the unique voice that I have. I think that really works for me. So, um, when you do uh, the Star Wars, uh, obviously with like Captain Yari, do they do they have you try to do any type of like a British accent? Because I know a lot of Imperial characters end up having British accents. Yes, well, Bastila has the the English accent as well, and um, and of course, like I said, I needed to do these, and they're kind of like one frame. It's like one frame. There's one one frame. There's the other. So I really needed to change it up, but. Um, but yeah, I did kind of a different, softer English accent for Bastila like hers is. And then for Captain Yari, of course, we were wondering at the point that we were, he was like, should you do an English accent for Captain Yari? Because, you know, you're you're doing both. And it might seem like, you know, everybody might be like, well, obviously, that's the same person. I'm like, well, let, let me see what I can do. So um, so I did kind of a different one for her. And we, you know, we agreed that, you know, quote unquote, bad guys always have the English accent. So, um, so yeah, I definitely did both. Um, I definitely did an English accent for both of them. They were just slightly different. And luckily I'm a huge Anglophile as well as a huge Star Wars fan. So I was able to do the English accent easily because of, you know, because of literally growing up watching BBC programming my entire life. Well, that's what I was going to also ask too, because you said that you, you approach a little differently between, um, well, light and dark, but just different characters. So how do you, how do you build that? Like, is it more like thinking it through or just kind of talking it out loud? Like, cause I mean, clearly there has to be a point where you have like an arsenal of different approaches that you would apply. Um, yeah, so I, you, you definitely think so. Um, <laughs> I definitely don't have any kind of, I wish I could answer that in, in some kind of really, you know, deep, meaningful way. Unfortunately, it's more just kind of a, I know exactly what this character needs to sound like. And I know exactly what this character needs to sound like. Even if I've never, even if there isn't a reference to go with that character, like there is with Bastila, um, I'd never heard Captain Yari before. So I didn't know what her voice was supposed to sound like. And I sort of thought about it for a minute and thought, okay, well, what am I going to make this woman sound like? She has to sound different from Bastila. She has to be, you know, I feel like, you know, you read the lines and you think, okay, she has a certain attitude and you kind of apply that. And, you know, the first line that I said, and I think it's, I am Captain Yari, and which is obviously the first line, and it just came out exactly how she should have sounded. In my head, um, without even realizing it, I knew that's exactly how she was supposed to sound, and when I sent the lines off, they were like, wow, that's exactly what we were picturing, this is exactly what we wanted, so it just worked out, and it was just, it was like it just came out, you know, it was like I read the lines, and that voice came out, and I wish I had some kind of you know, really, really intricate process that went along with it, but it was really just what came out of my mouth after reading the lines. Well, yeah, I mean, I just, I just think that like, um, you know, for me, I can't remember what I said 10 minutes ago, let alone <laughs> what I'm saying now. And to realize that I'm, I'm supposed to be saying it with a different affectation and maybe even a different pitch, <laughs> you know, and yeah. be consistent with it. Like that's very intimidating. You know, and and uh, and if people could do it like yourself, like more power to you. I, I mean, I, I feel like I can only do my own voice, and then and then maybe a higher pitched version of my voice that's not quite as good. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> no, I I completely understand. And you know, I really didn't think, like I said, the voice acting fell in my lap, and I never expected to do it. And, you know, people used to always tell me I had a great voice, but that intimidated me too. I was like, well, how am I supposed to keep up this character's voice this whole time? How am I supposed to remember that, you know, I said it in this inflection and, 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 you know, I have to make sure that my, you know, my voice stays the same pitch. And it was, it was really kind of intimidating, but once I started doing it, 
it was almost like this is exactly what I was supposed to be doing. It was like I, I did film acting and I still do. And I, I you know, I, I, you know, have parts coming up and, and film acting and things like that, that, you know, they're nothing big, but independent films. And I still like that. But voice acting, it just feels natural. It just for some reason, when you do it, and, you know, it's something that you really love to do. It's like all that intimidation, all that, you know, inhibition about, you know, what am I going to do? And how am I going to do this? It kind of just melts away. And, and you just do the best you can. And I think it has something to do with a little bit of um, having self-confidence in it. Because, of course, I, I've always been a huge geek and I've always been kind of an underdog. So I, I've never, I, you know, I didn't always have that self-confidence that I have now. And I really had to build that up in order to get where I am. So I think that has something to do with it. You really have to love it and have the confidence that you can continue to do it. Um, when you, when you're doing your voice acting, do they, uh, do they have other people in there that you can ping off of, or is it just you reading your lines? Most of the time, um, it's me reading my lines at home. Um, I do it from my house with my, you know, my equipment that I have at my house. So it's really, there's no one to ping off of at all. Okay. Well, do you, do you put up anything to kind of give yourself inspiration? Like I know, for example, this is a really weird example, but like with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Charles Fleischer actually dressed up like Roger on set and would do his lines to kind of give the actors something to focus on. Do you have mm-hmm. like like pictures of like the different characters that you are portraying or like any like Star Wars stuff? Probably you probably have Star Wars stuff, but like anything in particular that helps you get into that that mindset of like this is the scene that I'm in right now. Um, I really. What I've done in the past and what I did with Bastila was I went back with Bastila and I watched some of the old um, KOTOR videos from the video game. Um, so I kind of I watched the old Republic stuff from the video game and kind of like watched, you know, her mannerisms and the game as much as you can watch an animated mannerism <laughs> um, and listen and listen to the inflections in her voice and the way that she spoke. Um, with Captain Yari, I didn't have anything to go by. So that I had absolutely nothing. And a lot of the time, I don't really have a reference. I do have Star Wars stuff everywhere in my bedroom. I mean, I have a wall of awesome that's just covered in, you know, all kinds of geek paraphernalia, but it's mostly Star Wars. So I do always have some kind of inspiration around me. But there are certain things where I really, you know, I might never have seen the character or know where they're coming from. um, And I don't have anything to reference off of. But it doesn't, it's not hard. It's just, it, it for some reason it still works out i have no idea how though <laughs> well I, that, that that's you know that's why you're doing it that's why i'm not doing it because it's, like, it's like if you ask me like paul voice a whale i'd be like i don't know like i just like <laughs> i would make a noise it wouldn't be a good noise but i'd make a noise um so like you, you talk about like uh confidence it's just that like i know when we when we uh record our podcasts like there is a sense of like when the when we go live so to speak when we hit record i do feel like some of that falls away where it's like, we're, we're up on the high wire now we could stop recording, but that's not, that's not the rules. The rules are we roll forward with what we got. And there's a confidence there of like, well, either we're going to land it or we're not going to land it. And that's kind of interesting, but I have to imagine that just having you by yourself with a microphone, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I'd be talking out loud a lot, trying to work things through. And I just don't know, like, I, I, I don't know if there's really a question there, but it's just more like, like a headspace thing, you know, like I just, that's different for me. Um, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do a podcast by myself. Like I, yeah. and one of the things that I like about our podcast so much is like we conversate with three people. Even there's only two of us here, mm-hmm. so we usually always consider an audience and you know having their attention, and and it's just not two people having a conversation. 
Yeah, exactly. And I, I, yeah. And I really didn't think that I would be able to do something like that. And for some reason it's just, it just works. And I, I wish that I could even explain how I, I think it's just, um, I have a lot of, of, uh, will to really make it in voice acting and, um, and to go on to do, you know, even bigger things. And I think that also has a little bit to do with it, probably more than I give it credit for. But, um, but I think it's just, you know, I have to do this and I have to do it right. And I have to do it great. I can't do it good. I have to be exceptional in this. I have to be extraordinary so that I can continue on this path to get better things and bigger things. And, you know, eventually working on bigger Star Wars things would be the ultimate dream. Even if it's just a CGI character and, you know, an upcoming film, it would be amazing. So, I mean, stuff like that is, I think, what keeps me going and kind of makes all the other, you know, the inhibitions about sitting here and literally talking to myself <laughs> and having one-sided conversations with myself. I think it all falls away because I'm I'm focused on that bigger, better thing that hopefully is yet to come. Now that you are um, uh, getting more into this, are you studying more like sound design or is there anything else that you're like reading into that is associated with voice acting, but like starting thinking about more like, like, uh, like Ben Burt, like he is a guy that just does everything sound wise mm -hmm. and voices. Uh, is there something, is there a lot more, is there a lot more philosophy that goes into this that are you, are you like, I don't know if you're researching any of this or just more like you're learning as you go. Because uh, I know once I do something, I kind of start diving headlong into it and I start reading everything I can about something. Yeah, I definitely do have books on voice acting. Actually, um, I'm, I'm doing a radio show um, called Suspense Radio. And um, and the, the wonderful person who runs it, um, John, he actually sent me a book on voice acting as soon as he decided he wanted me to um, do a few episodes of his show. He sent me um, a book on it and said, you know, um, someone gave this to me. I'm not a voice actor, so I figured I would, you know, I would pass it on to you. And um, he's just a wonderful person, just such a wonderful giving person and knows that I was just getting into it at that time. So, you know, pass that on to me. So I actually have been getting more into, the, you know, the intricacies of it, you know. Um, but I mean, I am definitely learning a lot as I go. Um and I, I think I think acting for me has always just been I mean, ever since I was two, three years old has always been something that's been very natural to me. Um, it's, it's just come naturally to me um, to do certain things like in acting. And um, but I'm definitely learning this part of it because there's so many facets of it. Um, you know, there's there's screen acting, there's theater and, you know, voice acting. And um, there's so much to learn. And I, it's definitely been an amazing adventure so far. And I'm really looking forward to really diving in, like you said, because I'm the same way. I love to dive in. I love to study. I love I love to like, you know, all the little points, all the fine points that go with it. I love to know all those fine points to kind of hone the skill and make it even better. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Like I, that's, I, that's uh, amazing. Like I, like I, like I say, I, I dig into something. It's like, I really do. But then at the same time, I'm also not uh, reading books about like better podcasting. So maybe I'm not as, as <laughs> I always get really worried that I'm going to like get into a rabbit hole. Like I do that too. Yeah. Like anytime I, uh, 
I find something new that I'm like fascinated with. I, it's like I get stuck and then it's like all of a sudden I'm on Wikipedia or something and it's just like, oh, three or four hours have gone by. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. So, so have you used your uh, voice acting skills to get out of any jams? Like like uh, someone calls to speak to you directly. It's like, you know, you're not like, you know what? I don't want to talk to them. I'm going to make up another person and have them talk to them for a second while, you know. Like, have you acted as your own, like your own agent? Have you ever gotten out of a ticket? Anything fun to do with you, with your voice acting skills? I have definitely gotten out of a ticket with acting. Um, (laughs) And it was, it was so funny because I, I'm a big How I Met Your Mother fan. um, And I, I always loved the episode where, uh, where Barney Stinson was trying to get out of a ticket and it shows Robin getting out of a ticket by crying. And it's so funny because immediately after watching that episode, I got pulled over because I didn't stop fully at a stop sign. And as soon as I knew I was getting pulled over, I started the waterworks and I started rummaging through things and I couldn't find my registration. And as soon as I turned around and he saw that I was crying, he's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> like, ah! And I just, it was, it was so funny and I can't believe I got out of it, but I definitely did do that. And I have gotten rid of telemarketers and um, and scam calls with uh, voice acting. So that's that's definitely something that's, that's very. That's useful. what I would do. Yeah, that's got to be a lot more fun because I know when I get scam calls and telemarketers, I I like to mess with them too. But I feel like oh, if yeah. you had a talent like that, it would be a lot more fun. Just, oh, it's so much fun. Just work with your oh, Sith yeah, voice. I've, I've yeah, I work on my Sith voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have a Sith voice? I don't, but he's, but apparently <laughs> apparently now I have to work on one. <laughs> Oh, now you do. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, uh, you mentioned uh, the the Star Wars uh, nonprofit film that you've been working on, and then you also mentioned this radio show. Is there any other projects that you'd like to to shout out? Anything else that you're involved with that people could uh, could look up and, and find out more about you? Oh my goodness. Um, let's see. Oh my goodness. I've actually I've had a lot of things. Dr- fall into my lap in the past few weeks. Um, I moved to California and it seemed like as soon as I moved to California, everything started to kind of come together. It was crazy. Um, but I definitely, um, I'm working on two projects with Lion's Mouth Entertainment, um, and they can be found on Facebook. They can be found on LinkedIn. Um, I can also be found on LinkedIn and, you know, IMDB and all that stuff. Although a lot of my voice work is not on there. Um, I do have a live action film that is coming up, um, that I might be working on. Uh, apparently one of my good friends who's an award winning writer, um, wrote me into one of his films called Kill Giggles, which is, um, very much like it sounds about killing clowns. Um, he doesn't like clowns very much, so I can see how we put that into his art. Um, so, and then I have more stuff coming up with the, uh, with the Knights of the Old Republic films. Um, and most of those are nonprofit, um, and, um, they're going to be amazing. Like I said, there's a Revan film coming up. That's a full length film for Revan. Um, and I just can't wait. There's, there are so many things that have just come along and they're just amazing projects that I can't wait to work on. Yeah. It feels like the Knights of the Old Republic timeline, people are really, uh, like attracted to that. And I know because people are pushing for like a Netflix series yeah. based on that. And I know that the MMO is doing still really well. And I, I love the first game. I didn't finish the second one because I'm a lazy gamer. But I love that <laughs> universe because I feel like like that's almost like you guys can still tell these stories without having to worry about running into any type of canon. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely exactly. gives free reign to kind of do more stuff. And like I've always I've always dug around in expanded universe stuff. And I, and I think Knights of the Old Republic is probably one of the better eras. Um, because you start to kind of like get into the uh, 
the movie's way when you start doing other expanded universes. If something happens in between episodes like 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 four and five, and you're just like, well, we got to wrap this up in time for this to happen. So Empire starts that type yeah. of thing. So you kind of just have a little bit of free reign with Knights of the Old Republic. So, yeah. so with these non nonprofit films, is it just more like uh, like uh, just whoever creates these? Is it more like we have a narrative we want to tell? We're going to play in the sandbox and to see what happens or is there like I don't know how you are how you plan that out because it is it is someone else's property yeah but I you know I just I've never thought about that yeah they um they're like I said there's two there's um Darth Icy who um does one and then there's Kevin Smets who does the other one and um and they kind of work together and and um you know collaborate on certain ones but I mean they have their own they're taking a lot of that from the books um, so, you know, you get a lot of characters that were, if you've read the books, you, you can say, oh yeah, I remember that. And I remember this character and I remember what happened here. Um, but they kind of change it, um, to make their own stories and they follow, they follow their own, you know, their own line of, um, their own series of films. So, I mean, you're getting these films that, you know, you can watch one right after the other and they're full length films. So they're, they're amazing. Um, how they go about it and, and how they, you know, put it all together. And they look just like the old, um, if you're, if you're a fan, um, of the old, um, games, then you will, you will love these because they actually look exactly like the video game. Hmm. So, um, so, you know, they kind of like take a page out of that and they take, you know, a page out of the books and they put it all together and they make these amazing animated full length films and they follow the storyline of the books, but they make them their own. And they're just, they're unbelievable. I mean, I, I didn't even, I was like, all right, you know, um, I don't know. I'll just, I'll just watch my part cause it's two hours and you know, I have like four pets and I just got a puppy and I don't know if I have enough. To, I ended up watching the whole thing immersed in it because it was so fantastic. So, I mean, they're definitely, um, they're definitely something that hardcore fans that love the, um, the old backstory and, um, the expanded universes that can really, you can really get into that and really, really love it. There's a huge following behind it too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from Star Wars, where do you want to jump over to next in, in terms of like voice acting? Like what oh, would be what would be your dream vo- I I guess dream voice acting gig? <laughs> like is there any character or franchise you want to jump into? You know, uh, you know there are so many. I think there are so many. It's not just about one. Um it's, you know, it's Star Wars, it's um it's Doctor Who, it's it, it there there's so many fandoms that I just absolutely love that I think that I could get into. And I just, I just love it. I love all of it. And I think that, um, star Wars is the dream. So for me, that's the, that's the biggest dream right there is, uh, anything star Wars, anything that, you know, gets into even, you know, the actual, the Lucasfilm Disney stuff would be amazing. Um, I would love to get on to a, um, like a regular series, um, you know, anything animated like a, like an adult series, anything on like adult swim or like a, maybe not exactly, but maybe like a family guy or, a you know, Bob's like burgers or something yeah. like that where it's like, you know, it's an adult thing, but it's funny. And, you know, something like that would definitely be, if I were to jump from the sci-fi fandom stuff to something else, it would definitely be something like that. That's, that's definitely a side dream. I think that's the best answer because like I had a conversation today with my fiance about our favorite movies and I was like, I don't have a favorite movie. 
Mm-hmm. Like I have a collection of favorite movies, yeah. but I don't have a yeah. one pinpoint favorite movie. So yeah, well, I mean that's the point of the, being a fan, right? Like, like yeah, you, like Christina, you said you have a whole wall of awesome. I mean, like oh, yeah. Joe has a wall of awesome in his office in his house, and I have various things stuck to my walls here. So it's like yeah. it's it's all sorts of walks, right? Yeah. So you start yeah. to run out of room after a while. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you do, you really do. I had one shelf in my old house, and now that I moved to California, they have these nifty things where like a few feet from the ceiling, there's like this big shelf. And, and now I have all this room and I'm like, okay, what else can I get? <laughs> you know, cause I have, you know, Lord of the Rings and Doctor Who and Ghostbusters and Star Wars and Harry Potter and just everything up there. So now I'm like, okay, what else can I get into? That's I'm actually awesome. a little worried cause uh, in about two, three weeks, we've got uh, the Wizard World Comic Con coming to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And I I just bought a house in July, and my office is it's it's a little bare because I have more room. So a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the stuff I had in my my old apartment, like filled the walls fine. But I'm like looking at my walls, and I'm like, I know I'm going to spend a ton of money at Comic Con to put stuff on the yeah. walls. <laughs> yeah, I I know that feel. I was I was very worried about paying my rent after going to the Doctor Who convention because <laughs> I was like, I want this and I want that and I want this autograph and I want that picture. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we again, we do appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Uh, yes. And uh, it sounds like there's plenty of things for for us to find, and we're going to link on our Facebook page or on our website. Yeah. Um, so that way, people can see the awesome stuff that you're doing as well. Uh, but again, Christina, thank you for talking to us and talking about like the awesome job that we are jealous of. Yeah. Thank you. And, <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, it was a great it was a great talk to find the insight about uh, uh, the voice acting and especially the Star Wars project. Yeah. It's awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me and just being able to give me this outlet to talk about it. It really means a lot. Okay. Right. That was an awesome interview. Yeah, and, and again, thank you uh, to Christina for, for doing that. Uh, we'll have all her information up on, on our Twitter, on Facebook, so you can check out what she's working on. You can check out her Facebook IMDb page, all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Um, and now again to honor Mr. Bill Paxton. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> all right. So, when always when a celebrity passes away everybody's got to post their favorite movie all the stuff and and clearly when bill paxton passed away everybody posted a lot of stuff about hudson from alien saying game over man so game over man it's game over so that scene obviously at the end or in the middle of aliens when the the plane crashes and they're all kind of stuck on the uh yeah the dropship's done dropship's done they don't know what to do so hudson starts freaking out um, but I said, you know, let's, let's have a little memorable or, a, a game to honor Mr. Paxton and see how well Paul knows his video game game over, uh, sounds like see if you can tell me what game these are from. Now, okay. Do you want me to, I got about 13 here. Do you want me to go, you want to start out hard or you want to start out easy? Whatever you want to throw. All right. Game. We're going to start yeah. out kind of easy and, and everybody should kind of get this one. Okay. Snake, answer me! Snake, snake! He needs to answer that phone. He's like, dead. Snake. He, can't, he can't answer the phone. All right, all right. What's the next one? All right. So this one might be a little harder. Oh. 
No. No. That's nothing. from Uncharted when you oh. die. Oh. So something I should be familiar with because there was a whole room full of guys with like sniper shotguns. And I would hear that over and over again, I guess. I just don't I guess it's blocked out of my memory. Probably. All right, let's try uh here, let's do this one. <laughs> I, that's definitely something from the 80s. Um, it's not from the 80s? No. No? I, I don't know. What is that? That's from Final Fight. Oh, okay. The Capcom brawler. Like, yeah. when you die, he's, they, you're tied up, and they got that stick of dynamite in front of you, and it's, oh. like, counting down. Okay. And he's, oh. like, he's like, no, no. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, this one, here, this one, I'll give you a clue. This one's hard, but it's from the 80s. Uh, Street Fighter. No, that one's actually Ninja Gaiden. Oh, okay. In the arcade, like if you get if you if you lose, they cut to this this screen where Ryu's like tied up and there's a saw coming down. That's what the oh, uh, I was was gonna, I was gonna make some it, kind of whole improvement joke. And like yeah. his head starts to spin faster as the timer goes okay. down, and then like eventually it just turns red and it's like oh. <laughs> so that's funny. All right, um, this one. I, let's see. You might get this one. This although this is. It's not really so much of a music, but you should know this. Primal Rage? No, that's actually from Last of Us when the clicker gets you. Oh, it see, I was, I was thinking of like, you know, yeah. yeah. Again, another another game that I should. I like how you bring up Naughty Dog games where I died all the time and I should know the sound. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, let's see. This one might be kind of easy. I don't know how loud this is. <laughs> Zelda. Yep. All right. Oh, just in case. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was the original Legend of Zelda. Um, all right, let's try this one here. Street Fighter. That's Street Fighter. Yeah, I was, yeah. Just was waiting definitely. for the countdown so I could uh, chime in. I would always, I would always wait just because I'd, I'd like sit there and I'd be like, "Man, my guy's busted up!" <laughs> like, yeah. I thought that was one of the cooler things is they would actually show the characters beat up like as the continue screen is going to show that they lost. Did you see the the UFC fighter, uh, the lady that did the weigh in where she's dressed like Sagat? Yes, I saw that. That was awesome. And, the, the, and like, she does the, the, the crossed arms the laughing. Crossed arm laughing. That was pretty great. That was impressive. Uh, this one's kind of quick too, but. Um, I don't know if you'll get this one or not. I don't know if you played this. I don't know what that is. That's the wasted sound from GTA 5. Oh, okay. When you yeah. get wasted. All right. Uh, uh, let's go. Let's let's go a little older, but not too much older. Oh, 
it's, it's a Final Fantasy of some sort. It is. It's Final Fantasy VII. I almost cut out that last part just because yeah, that, that, to- that, yeah. that totally gives it away. Yeah. Um, all right, here, let's do this one. Is that uh, Jim Cotta, the video game? <laughs> um, no, that's not Jim Cotta. That's actually Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. Yeah, the first Mortal Kombat. Um, let's see. I got three more here. Uh, this one, uh, I don't know if you played this one or not, but this is a little bit older one. Very sad. up that makes me feel like i'm in the saddest chinese buffet <laughs> that's but, from, that's from donkey kong 64 what yeah wow yeah. that's some remorse there i know way to go way to go hit, getting hit by an alligator yeah um all right this one this one might be a little tougher uh this one's actually kind of in the same same wheelhouse as donkey kong as far as like making you feel bad about dying <laughs> Is that Silent Hill 2? It is a 2. It's Gears of War 2. <laughs> I know, right? Same game. Same, same it's the same game. game. Yeah, same game. Same game. The, the, I, I love how Gears of War always tries to make it, it, it be so serious on top of just like, whoa, bros, we're going to high five as we like chainsaw, chainsaw gun. Yeah. Focus. <laughs> Chain, so I have a chainsaw like, gun. Oh, I'm Marcus Phoenix and I have feelings. It's not your real name. Yeah. All right. Last one. Best for last. I'll be really surprised if you get this, even though, I mean, it is kind of popular on the internet, but. Game over, yeah! <laughs> Complete 180 on, on the Donkey Kong and Gears of War. I feel like that should be the <laughs> Gears of War die. Like when you do that. Game over, yeah! It's probably the best loss you ever had. I don't know what that is, but you need to keep Game it. For- over, yeah! <laughs> uh. That is from uh, Sega Rally, nineteen ninety five. <laughs> so if you failed, if you're like cruising around, and I think it was an arcade and a home port, but you're cruising around in your car and you f- you don't you don't come in like I think first, second, or third, and it, your car just stops and Game over, yeah! <laughs> don't feel bad oh, about wow. losing. Yeah. yeah. So that one we need to keep. That's amazing. Well, it's it's. I think that one's actually kind of internet popular just because of the the upbeat game over. That's yeah. fine. I I think it'd be great to keep because you always talk about how we have like sad news. Yeah, like we need something <laughs> a little more upbeat when sad news happens. All right. Well, next person who dies. Yeah. No. <laughs> so Bill Paxton, R.I.P. Game over, yeah! Oh. 
we 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 love you. Billy I still Patterson. don't. I, I don't feel great about that one actually. Uh, yeah. Anyway. No. Um, yeah, that was fun. All right. So let's go do it for us uh, this week. Uh, please, 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 please uh, check out our our webpage. Um, it is invasionpodcast.com. We have a Facebook page where we're posting stuff up as well as we have uh, invadingpodcast@gmail.com. If you want to write us a line and. Uh, importantly, we have our Patreon, which you guys can support us directly as we make this show. Mm-hmm. That is uh, patreon.com slash invasion of the podcast. You can donate as little as a dollar, as much as $1 million. I don't know if you could do that, but you could donate more than a dollar if, if you'd you, like. If you find us in the middle, we'll be pretty happy. <laughs> yeah, if you just want to donate $500,000 a month, <laughs> I would be okay with that. Uh, but yeah, just every little bit would, would be appreciated. Uh, we do have some rewards there. Uh, for people that do um, that do uh, you know donate, uh, we're still kind of working that out. I, I need to figure out how to get that information to people. Well, some fun stuff like yeah. the wheel of death. You want to make a wheel of death for us? If yes. you want to call out on the show, if you've got an idea for a a show or a game, um, yeah. You you pay us money, then we'll be uh, you know we'll watch, indebted we'll to watch, you. We'll watch whatever terrible Netflix movie you tell us to watch. <laughs> yeah, like uh, if you say, Paul, you got to watch Sausage Party again. I'd be like, no. I'd be like, I'm giving to your Patreon. I'd be like, yes. Yep. You know, so <laughs> uh, so yeah, that'd be great. Uh, again, patreon.com slash invasion of the podcast. Uh, also, if you could be so kind, we are on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you could go and leave us reviews there, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, next week, uh, with uh, Logan coming out, figure a good topic for us to talk about would be stabbing things. Stabbing things. No. Knives. We're going to talk about knives throughout history. We're going to just. No. It's going to be like an HGC commercial, and we're going to try to sell you some cutlery. Yeah, it's going to be like we're going to have a limited time offer. It's going to be amazing. No, we're going to talk about the topic of um, is it okay to let heroes just die? I figure like letting yeah. letting things just be because with Logan coming to an end. You know, we'll, we'll talk about it more then next week. Yeah. So, okay. all right, that's going to do it for us this week. Again, thank you to Christina Nichols, and we'll see you next week. Game over, yeah! What? I said it one last time. I know. <laughs> <laughs>